Hello everyone, and welcome to Whistle in the Dark. <laughs> Sorry, it's me, it's April. Uh, let's do this. Hey, welcome to the season two premiere of Whistle in the Dark, a feel-good podcast about all things terrifying. In it, I'm going to interview friends about supernatural experiences, discuss irrational fears, and feature immersive radio drama-style storytelling. This week, my sister Rachel comes on the pod to tell the story of her accidental psychic encounter. I actually didn't plan for this to be the premiere episode, but uh, I've been begging her to tell this story on the podcast ever since I heard it. And while she was visiting me this week, she finally caved. Woo! I always love to hear stories about supernatural encounters, finding the person. And this is a good one. Heads up, this episode deals with mental health and touches upon issues with addiction. So if you're not feeling it, stay tuned for episode two on September 23rd. All right, we're going to jump right in. Let's go. So uh, this week I have my uh, younger sister, the youngest of three, and she is um, staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) She looks uh, very uncomfortable, <laughs> and she looks a lot like me, and she probably sounds a lot like me, so you guys might get confused. I basically sound exactly like you. Yeah. I Should we, like, do things to distinguish ourselves? Um, do you want to take different bird calls? And we can start doing bird calls before each time we speak. That's, that's uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> just just say, say, hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel. That's my sister. All right. Um, Rachel has something to talk about <laughs> that um, she begged me to tell oh, yeah. on this podcast mm-hmm. um, with like no prompting at all for me. <laughs> yes. So what April wants me to talk about with you all today is um, a very strange experience I had when I was on a mental health retreat a couple months ago. Um, and so for background, um, I was walking uh, at this. OK, loosen up. I can tell you're kind of stiff. Let me live. <laughs> okay. So then we come to Anna, who... Yeah, that's more what you sound like. You started adopting a different voice completely. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light you on fire. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to start over then, okay? Okay, start over, bitch! <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I was on this mental health retreat because I was kind of at a crossroads just going through a lot. I was uh, finishing grad school. I was trying to launch a startup and I went through a pretty big breakup. I went on this mental health retreat to, you know, find peace and serenity. And it was a really great experience. I got to bond with a lot of other women who were going through similar transitions in life and I was walking with one of these women, Anna. Whose to, name we changed for the podcast. Yeah. Um, we were about to separate for private sessions. I said I was going to see an anxiety coach. And Anna mentioned that she was going to have a session with the psychic. I said, let me know how it goes. Those those freak me out a little bit. I'm always scared I'm going to hear something bad. You know, I think you've mentioned we come from a pretty conservative upbringing and background and That kind of stuff was always a no-no. So we go into our final group session of the day 
um, afterwards, I'm kind of ready to go upstairs back to my room and go to bed. It, it just had been a long day. And so I go upstairs and there's a group of women on the couches outside of my room talking about the psychic readings that they received. Um, and Anna is among them. And they invited me to come and sit down with them. And even though I was tired, I was ready for bed. Um, they had cookies. So I'm listening to them all share their stories about how the psychics' readings were eerily accurate for each of them. Not information that this woman could have accessed in advance of their readings. And so I'm, I'm like a little freaked out. I'm like, mm, we don't like that. But at the same time, I'm not the one dabbling. So, you know, I felt somewhat like safe to just eat my cookies and listen. So, so then we come up to Anna and, and her reading. And she was the only one who felt like her reading wasn't accurate or relevant to her life. And so I thought, hmm, that's, you know, I'm not surprised because it confirmed my existing biases or prejudice about the, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, and um, she was like, let me let me just like read you guys my notes. And, and so she starts going through things one by one. And, and I remember the first thing that she said was, that whoever was helping guide her with this message, um, the name started with like the letters L-U-C-I, like Lucy, Lucy, Luce, like she's going like, you know, what's the name? Like Lucinda, like, I, I don't know, like write down Lucinda. And so they put it on the back burner and the psychic kind of just continues with the message. And then Anna says she told her to limit the cleaning or or stop overcompensating like there's only so much that you can clean and and just like calm down with it and I was like you know that's weird like I'm clean but I'm not like cleaning all the time or anything by any means it's not like a compulsion and so I'm immediately thinking of of our mom we grew up in a in a household where everything was I, I mean we could literally eat off the floors and I, like I'm I'm not kidding like April can confirm that Except that whenever anyone would come over, <laughs> our mom would be like, I'm sorry, the house is a mess. And everyone would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, immediately my my mind like went to that and the way that we grew up with kind of just being in like a hyper, hyper clean household. Right. Um, but, you know, I kind of dismiss it and um, Anna moves on and then she starts talking about how there was this like teacher headline attached to her from like her reading. So the woman's telling her like, oh, like something with a teacher or like you're like in the education system or like something to do with like higher education. And is kind of like, no, like I'm working professional. Like I, I got all the education that I'm going to get and I'm good. And I almost got the impression that she was like, don't you put that on me, psychic. <laughs> like and and I think um, I mentioned at this time um, I'm about to graduate from business school. You know, again, I'm thinking, OK, that that's feeling like pretty relevant to my life. From there, the psychic started going on about, did you start a business? It does something. It does something to help people. It does something to help women. And during business school, I had been working on um, a startup for females living with chronic conditions and trying to get them proper care. The. Uh, psychic started talking about ligaments and she was telling Anna to pay mind to her ligaments. And at this point, I'm already thinking, OK, there's a couple of things that are relevant here for me that are not relevant for Anna. A few weeks prior, I had fallen and hurt my elbow pretty badly. 
I went to the hospital. I got a couple of x-rays. They couldn't see a fracture at that time. And I just kind of was putting off going to a specialist to have it looked at. And um, when I was walking with Anna earlier, I mentioned my elbow was hurting. At this point, I interrupt Anna. I'm like, this is weird. I'm Things are lining up with my life. Like, I don't know. It could be anything, but this is what I'm seeing. And all of the women were kind of like freaking out a little bit. They're like, Anna, like, what else did she say? Does it also line up with Rachel's life? So then she mentions a couple more things. First thing was uh, about London, asking Anna, um, you know, if she knew anyone in London or if that had any significance. And that meant nothing to Anna. But I, at the time, was planning a trip out to see one of my best friends who had just moved there in January. The woman starts talking about there are sisters around you who can help you through this time in your life. And I say, well, I have two sisters. Then she starts talking about there's something to do with um, epilepsy. There's going to be a child or there was a child and like, you know, it's it's not going to be forever. It's going to be a short-lived thing. And so obviously, like, I'm thinking about you, which... I'm okay with saying because you've already said it on the podcast. Is that cool? All right. Yeah. So uh, I had, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, I did have convulsive seizures from the ages of like seven to 10. So yeah. So sorry to make you relive your trauma. Um, (laughs) I'm making you relive yours. Anything for a story, right? (laughs) Um, So as if I'm not freaked out enough already, she starts to talk about You know, there's alcoholism present in the family and like there's people around you who have addiction issues or like people who did have addiction issues that were in your family line. But stop worrying about it. It it didn't get passed on to you. It skipped over you and you're safe. And again, Anna was like, I don't know of anyone in my family that's an alcoholic. And obviously it's no secret to you that that's something that does run in our family. And that really impacted me because it's always been this thing that's been in the back of my mind. I've worried about like, oh, no, like what if I inherited this addictive personality or trait or tendency? Like, what if I'm an alcoholic and I just don't know it yet? Like it's it hasn't been brought out yet. And it's just something that like I honestly never vocalized to anybody. I've also worried about that. Really? Yeah. Especially like over the pandemic. Right. I, uh, drinking became a much more regular occurrence for me. <laughs> Every day at four o'clock, I was like, well, oh, happy hour. <laughs> right. I mean, th- that was very normal. We, you know, had nothing going on and there were very few things to look forward to. And we were stuck mm-hmm. inside. So alcohol consumption went up across the country it's not just you're giving another presentation rachel i am a kennedy (laughs) (laughs) while i was freaked out by how much this whole thing was lining up with my life it was kind of comforting like i i should trust myself it shouldn't be this concern that kind of is in the back of my head and everyone's like, this is this is too weird at this point. Like, this is I don't understand how this is possible. And then um, the psychic says something about like trauma around the age of seven that you really have to go back to and deal with. I started thinking about what that trauma could be for me at age seven. And I was seven when 9-11 happened. You know, our, our dad worked in the city. And so he was supposed to be down at the World Trade Center for a meeting that morning. 
And um, that's kind of what we knew. Cell service went down and we didn't know where he was. And um, I remember our mom calling the shop and asking where he was. He had a gas station repair shop in the city. And one of his employees said, like, oh, he's down at Ground Zero. He went to help. And it turns out that, you know, he went into hero mode and he took an ambulance that he had at the shop and drove it down to Ground Zero and was ferrying people back and forth uh, to the, from Ground Zero to the hospital. And I really internalized that day and it did have a huge effect on me. Um... I think I was pretty mature, but I was also pretty aware of, of my surroundings and, and things like that. And I could read situations and yeah, I, you were very sensitive. Yeah, I, I really absorbed everything. Yeah. It felt like a loss of innocence. The psychic was kind of saying, you have to go back and heal, honor what your body is feeling and what it's telling you it needs. Stop trying to do it all at once. And I had so much on my it was personal, professional, emotional. It just felt like everything was coming to a head. Um, so at this point, we're all pretty fairly convinced that Anna got my reading somehow. But what was interesting was it had actually happened to someone else in the group. One of the women was getting her reading. Something came up with the psychic like, oh, um, you know, you're... You're good on you're good on eggs. Um, the left side is better than the right side, though. And the woman who was getting the reading was like, oh, like, I'm not I don't even think I want kids. Like, but there's another woman here who is like going through those procedures and everything. You know, I've hung out with her a lot during the retreat. According to this woman who was doing the readings, she I keep calling her a psychic, but she actually calls herself um, an intuitive guide. I don't know anything, but um she calls herself an intuitive guide. So according to her, it's possible for someone else to get your reading if you have some sort of connection to someone. Whatever forces that be that were at work may try to deliver a message to you through them. So I was honestly super freaked out by this whole thing because I did not seek this out. It just happened. I did not sleep until the sun came up. I sat in my room all night with the lights completely turned on, praying. I was just very scared of inviting something negative in that, like, I wanted no part of. The next morning, I was almost late for our, like, closing events. Because you were like, I'm sorry, there's a demon after me. <laughs> Basically. I'm sorry, everybody. My soul is at risk, so I'm going to be I'm going to be a little late. That morning, I, I was thinking about something that Anna said about the beginning of her reading that I didn't pay mind to because I wasn't thinking anything about myself at this point. And so I'm like staring at her notes, actually, and at that name that she'd mentioned in the beginning of, of Lucinda and looking at those letters that the psychic was stressing of L-U-C-I, L-U-C-I, and... I was like, could this possibly be Luciana, our grandmother? And so I went to Anna and I was like, uh, this is probably going to be weird. But like my grandma's name was Luciana and a lot of people pronounced it Luciana. Like, do you think that could be something? And Anna was like, I just got chills all over my body. I think that 
could have absolutely been the name that she was trying to get to. So how did you feel when you thought that might be what she was alluding to? I just started crying. So our grandmother did pass away during the pandemic. Um, It was just a rough time all around. I always felt really close to her. I did feel like I lost my spiritual guide. If that was a possibility that she was reaching out to me through this guide, you know, maybe to some degree or extent, like, she's still looking after me and looking after us, you know? So it was kind of comforting, but at the same time, I was, like, shaken um, and still am. I really tried to put this out of my head. I was like, this was just a really weird situation that happened. I'm not going to let it interfere with my decisions or the way that I live my life. I'm, I'm just going to let it go kind of thing. So a few months go by and we're all in New York visiting our parents. I was having just a rough week. A lot of things were just coming up for me being back at home. Because of that, I scheduled a massage for myself <laughs> while we were home. And so I went to this massage appointment So the masseuse walks in and she says, what can I help you with today? And, you know, a normal response would be like, oh, I have some tension in my neck, my shoulder blades. And instead I, I just start weeping. She's like, what's, what's going on? Like, talk to me. And like, she's so nice. And I'm like this unhinged person trying to turn her masseuse into a therapist. I tell her like what I have been going through in the past couple of months and and she was like I'm I'm going to do some energy healing on you like being so kind and compassionate and said a lot of things to me that I really needed to hear in that moment. She was like this whole experience is happening for you to 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 work on yourself and heal yourself. And she just kind of like stated an affirmation and she was like now inhale And I inhaled and she was like, and now exhale. And she kind of like pressed down on my back as I exhaled. And it almost felt like I was releasing what was causing so much anguish. She was sharing some of her own stories with me. And she mentioned that her daughter-in-law was talking to her. Oh, Diane, like, you know, and I, I, I froze. And I was like, what did you just say? The psychic also told Anna be on the lookout for a woman named Diane. You know, she's going to have some helpful advice for you, so just be on the lookout for her. And she was like, what? What's wrong? And I was like, what did you say your name is? She was like, Diane, why? Why? What's wrong? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Do you just start crying at her again? (laughs) No. Actually, yeah, I did. And I was like, maybe I don't have to be afraid of what happened. At the end of the day, it was all things that I did need to do and all things that I did need to hear. Um, Maybe it was nothing. Maybe it was not related to me at all. And I completely (laughs) extrapolated this, but I don't know. I don't quite think that's the case. But at the same time, it was kind of this cool new way to think about things. Was it our grandmother reaching out? Is that possible? I don't know, but like there's a lot of things I don't know. Can I say can I say one thing? I'm going to say one thing. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um when you were saying L U C I, L U C I over and over again, yeah. I definitely thought it was Lucifer. You sicko. <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe that it was Luciana. 
Thank you everyone for listening to the season two premiere of Whistle in the Dark. And stay tuned for another radio drama spectacular. Heads up, I'm going to be using that word more often. On September 23rd. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. It helps a lot. If you'd like me to tell any spooky stories you have, please submit them to whistleinthedarkpod. That's whistleinthedarkpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at whistleinthedarkpod or on Twitter at the Whistle Dark. See you next time. Boo! That's my impression of a heckling ghost. It's good, right? All right, bye. Thank you.